0: Welcome to the Gospel Everyday podcast, following along with Mariners Church annual read. There is unlimited grace for us today, no matter what happens, because of who Jesus is and what he has done. This year, we're journeying together through the book of Proverbs in the pursuit of wisdom. So glad you're tuning in. I'm Steve Bingley, your host. On this episode, we'll be looking at Proverbs chapter 3, verse 11 and 12. The word of God reads, Do not despise the Lord's instruction, my son, and do not loathe his discipline. For the Lord disciplines the one he loves, just as a father disciplines the son in whom he delights. You know, we've been camped out in Proverbs chapter 3, and we've been talking about various things that are are markers of the wise, uh, marks of the wise, but at the same time are the very means to become more wise. And in this episode, we're going to talk about about adversity, about troubles, hardships, and suffering, which is, you know, this is really our favorite topic, right? No, not at all. Uh, because here in the West, us Westerners, we we don't really have a category for suffering, right? When we think about our worldview uh, and the values that drive Western society, I mean, suffering it just doesn't really fit in the equation. Um, you know, in Eastern culture, if you look at the way that Easterners uh, their framework of and their worldview for understanding life and reality, um, suffering does fit because you know many Easterners see. Um, suffering is a duty. Like it's just something that's embedded. It's a reality of life. And so when we face it with nobility, it's, it's an honor. You know, an an example of that is 2011 when the tsunami hit in Japan, um, more people in the United States were panicking over the tsunami than actual citizens of Japan, right? Because in Japan, there were many who just saw it as a part of life. I mean, it's unfortunate and it's terrible, but, uh, Suffering is just a reality, and so the framework was that we should just receive it with nobility. But here in the West, I mean, think about some of our deepest values, right? We're uh, highly individualistic. Um, happiness and comfort are some of our highest values and and goals. Uh, we care so deeply about uh, personal achievement, not that those things are wrong, and we, we are all about uh, expressive individualism, right? And so when you think about Um, those values, I mean, suffering really is a giant obstacle uh, to those very values. We don't have an answer. We don't have an answer or a category for suffering outside of mere tragedy. And so um, when we as Christians who live in Western culture – Uh, It's possible that this Western framework can actually bleed a little bit into our Christian faith so that when suffering comes our way, even as Christians, even as followers of Jesus, we might not really have a category for suffering either. But that's not what this passage uh, is is saying. This passage is actually swimming against the current by saying that for the Christian, suffering has a role namely it's a form of god's discipline for us now discipline uh, which is really the act of correcting it's kind of a bad word in our culture today right but traditionally uh, discipline was was viewed as a necessary thing it's and it's this and it's this for two reasons right one it helps the one that's being disciplined it's it corrects it instructs it makes better but secondly discipline is actually a form of love you know uh, my my father you know he's my hero he would discipline me when I was growing up, and I never once felt like he disciplined me out of, out of anger. He never lashed out in anger. I never got the impression that he was disciplining me in, in his selfishness or his lack of patience for me. In those moments of correction, it was so evident. And this is really the wisdom of my father and the way that he disciplined me. But it was so evident that he was doing it out of love for me to help me and not to hurt me. And that's kind of exactly what we see in this passage here in Proverbs 3, right? I mean, it says the Lord disciplines the one he loves just as the father disciplines the son in whom he delights in. Not that he's disgusted. No, he delights in. And so discipline is it's a form of love, right? In fact, Hebrews twelve eight goes on to say that if you do not experience discipline from from God the Father, you're an illegitimate child and not not two, not true children of God. In other words, the writer is saying if God, if you're really a a, a child of God, a son and daughter of God, He's going to discipline you because you really belong to Him and He wants to correct you. And so, one of the ways that God disciplines us is actually through He corrects us through trials. Hardships and challenges. Now, notice I did not say that he causes, um, you know, suffering in our lives. No, but rather he leverages, he leverages and maximizes the suffering that's already present in our lives. I love the way that Tim and Kathy Keller they they put they put it this way. They say you uh, you should accept your troubles as means for spiritual growth and part of the plan of our loving heavenly. Bother, right Hebrews 12 7 goes on to say endure suffering as discipline because God is treating you as his children It's a way that he's growing us and and refining our character and revealing to us the things that we're really placing our hope in That is ultimately not something that's trustworthy or maybe it's to uh, make us more patient and more loving But he uses he leverages Ah, uh, the suffering that's already existing and present in our lives to grow us for our greatest good. So I want to ask you a series of questions to help us grow in this way uh, and have this perspective. Are, are you Are you enduring right now through any kind of suffering, trouble, or hardship? Maybe it's in the realm of relationship. Maybe there's a certain relationship of friendship or it's a marriage relationship that's really, there's some suffering happening right now. Or maybe it's financial. You're experiencing some difficulty and things aren't going the way that you had hoped or wanted. Maybe it's professional or maybe it's something just personal. Would you be open to the possibility of this being a form of God's loving discipline in your life? Again, not, not God causing it, but him leveraging this for your greatest good because there are things way more important than just mere comfort as great as comfort can be. There are things more important than just expressive individualism, but us becoming more like Jesus, those things, it's the most important thing. And so it's God's kindness to us when he disciplines us through the existing circumstances in our lives, no matter how challenging they may be. You know, here's the reality. Suffering, it it leads us down one of two paths. We can either be better or or we can be bitter. We can be better or we can be bitter. Tim and Kathy Keller, they put it this way, that suffering, it can drive you toward God into greater love and strength or away from him into hardness of heart. This is hard. You know, dealing with suffering, seeing having the right perspective, seeing it as God's dis- loving discipline, it's not easy. And so, you know, I want to be practical here with two things. One, would you remember uh, the suffering of Jesus on your behalf, on your behalf? Would you remember the suffering of Jesus on your behalf? I mean, it, it's astounding that Jesus, he was perfect. He was perfect and yet he experienced so much intense suffering while he lived on the earth for for thirty, you know, three and some years. And then he he received the ultimate suffering on that cross for our behalf when he died for our sins. I mean, it was the sins that we committed. He didn't commit it, he lived a perfect life. And yet, even though he was perfect, he took our sins so that he might bring us into right relationship and right standing with God so that in this moment, no matter what you're going through, no matter just the greatest trials that you may be enduring. Oh, God is not angry with you. No, that anger was placed on Jesus already. Instead, the, the circumstances that are happening, he's leveraging it on your behalf. So would you remember the suffering of Jesus? Would you remember the suffering of Jesus? But secondly, if there's nothing else, because maybe uh, you're, what you're going through is so great that it's really hard to have the right perspective. If you can do nothing else, would you at least trust him? Would you turn to him and, and say, God, I, I trust you. I, I don't I don't get it. I don't know. It's not clear to me. Um, I'm confused, but I'm going to trust you today. Tim and Kathy Keller put it this way. If you can do nothing else, you can always glorify God by having a trusting attitude towards him as you suffer rather than becoming bitter. And I believe as we do that, we will become not bitter, but better, more like Jesus. Let's pray together. Jesus, would you help us in our suffering to have the right perspective To believe that you are, you leverage all things to change us, to form us, to be more like you. And so, Lord, we receive your loving discipline because you delight in us. You delight in us and you love us. So help us to have that perspective in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks so much for allowing us to be a part of your day